Pathfinder, right? You might be thinking to yourself, I thought they already did an episode on that. Well, we did, but when we listened to the conversation before we published it, we realized there were some parts we thought we could have done better explaining. So we took another shot at recording a standalone episode on it. But the second attempt went places we didn't really expect. For a brief moment, we thought about trying to edit the two episodes together. But that proved to be too difficult, and it also proved to be too long for a single episode. So, here it is, part two in what ultimately has become our three-part discussion on the Pathfinder concept, an idea so important that we thought it deserved another attempt. And if you haven't listened to our first episode on the Pathfinder, episode 88, be sure to give that one a listen too. So, here it is, the Pathfinder, part two. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. (laughs) Uh... All right, at some point, we're going to do it. Yeah, episode. are we going to talk about, let's talk about outpacing. Okay. Okay. Well, well nope. No, no, no. Well, well that's already starting. Well, that ended quick. Yeah, well, 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 shut the door on that well. one. Well, <laughs> end it, so what's going to initiate it? So. so we, there you go. So, <laughs> so, so, so hold on a second. What is a Pathfinder? If What is a Pathfinder to you? Are you asking me? Or are you asking we're me? All looking at we're all looking at you. We're yeah. all looking at you. We're all looking at you. What is a pathfinder? Well, I don't know if we want to start the conversation like this, but if in this context, when we're talking about a pathfinder, we are talking about what do you? Well, I was going to say, why didn't you tell the audience how we came right, up with this topic? That's what I was going to say. How we got here was through a conversation about individuals that we know or that we work with or most of us know them personally too, that tend to or find themselves outpacing an organization. That's where the conversation started from, was these individuals that are simply outpacing an organization. And what we saw or what we see sometimes are people, uh, those individuals that start to get frustrated with that um, that reality. Well, ultimately. What, what's frustrating? I think what gets frustrating for them is because they are out there, again, pushing the organization, they're out front of the organization, um, and they're frustrated because the organization is not responding well to their actions or or responding at all to their actions whatsoever. Right. So that's what, that's kind of what started the conversation. And um, part, of, part of the conversation when you're talking about people outpacing the con- uh, organization was we started talking about um, – professional maturity and sometimes when you say that you it has a uh, negative connotation to it people if i say uh pabel you know i want to talk about your professional maturity it has a tendency to go oh well you must be calling me immature and that's not that's not what professional maturity means at all because again professional maturity starts at the time that you're a recruit and it goes all the way to the fire chief there's all levels of professional maturity and the, the reason professional maturity come up is because it's a good way to grab a hold of that concept for those individuals that are out front of an organization that are starting to get frustrated. So the professional maturity piece come up. I think the piece to remember is, <clears throat> and what you can start to dissect a little bit when you're talking about people that are outpacing an organization, are the perspectives of that, of those, of that whole concept, right? So there's a perspective of the individual that's, out front, right. and then there's also a perspective from management or leadership or the organization as right. a whole. So the conversation came up, us talking about that, and then Bill brought in the Pathfinder piece 
Like these are individuals that are pathfinders. So, and we need pathfinders. And we go back to Lewis and Clark, and that's where we tied a lot of this together. They had a vision, uh, and you know, the president had a vision of what they needed to go do. This is, we want to go see what's happening out there. Organizations do the same thing. They have this vision that they're trying to say, we want to go in this direction. Now, what happens sometimes, I think, with firefighters is we, we don't like to talk about mission and vision and values because that's not cool. Right. It's not, you know, getting dirty and crawling down hallways. I get it. But the reality of it is to support those cool things, there's this vision that has to take place. And then there are people, multiple people, that are these pace setters, pathfinders that are out trying to figure out what's the best path to get to this vision. That's so yeah. when you start talking about pathfinders, I think that's where we're at. That's what we're that's what we're trying to talk about are those individuals that are out there. The conversation needs to come from is let's talk about it as if you are the pathfinder. You are the pace setter. Right. And we're what starts to happen, you know, your frustrations and I think right. that's where some good conversation can come from. Um, so the, the analogy of the Pathfinder was that the, the leader with the main group sets a destination somewhere off in the distance, and the Pathfinder is out in front of that main group trying to cut a path and find the way to get the group to that, that destination. Um, but like you said, there's a, a lot of frustration that can be built into that. Um, every organization needs Pathfinders. Has to have them. Has to. The, the organization becomes stagnant and doesn't grow if you don't have those individuals who are doing that. And they can be either uh, self-appointed pathfinders or the, the organization can say, right. we need you to go do this. And the self-appointed one is not bad. No. It's just that there has to be some understanding if you have determined yourself to be a self-appointed pathfinder. Right, like you, you're doing stuff. So if if I decide to break away from the main group and to trudge off through the wilderness toward this destination that the leader has said, here's where we're going, and I'm beating a path through the woods, and I'm cutting brush and clearing a path, and I'm finding obstacles, and I'm working my way around those obstacles, and I'm doing all of that, um, the difficulty comes, and some of the frustration comes, I think, from the fact that you are so far in front of the group that the group can't see what you're doing. They can't see your effort. They don't know what you're going through. And when you come back and you say, here's the way, they, they don't know what you, what you went through to do that. And on the other side of that, you've spent all this time clearing this path. If you come back and you immediately expect the group to follow you, down the path, you're not allowing them the time that you had to figure out that it is the correct path. I mean, there's just, there's all this back and forth. Um, I think that's where the, the professional maturity piece comes in from both perspectives, from the, the pace setter, the pathfinder that's out front, and also the organization. Because it's important for the organization to also realize, here, here's a very enthusiastic individual who did this on their own, trying to find new hose lays, new nozzles, new trucks, new layouts, new turnout gear, new rope systems, all those things that we need them to do, right? 
The organization also needs to have some professional maturity, the managers, the leaders, the fire chiefs, deputy chiefs, whatever. They need to realize, be very, very careful not to, and I'm going to steal it from Colin Powell, don't step on enthusiasm. Right. That's professional maturity. You know, so professional maturity isn't just also pointed at the the pace setter to, to say, hey, listen, when you're out there, you might be frustrated from time to time because the group, this big group, you're a single person out here by yourself. you got a 1,000 people behind you. It's going to be difficult to get a 1,000 people right. that direction. Don't be so frustrated. At the same time, it's important for the organizations to say, okay, I don't want to squash enthusiasm here. There's a flame here. These are future leaders of the department. I have an opportunity here. I mash this, right? Right. Or I, I kind of let this thing go a little bit or let them have the the win so to speak but at the same time when you start thinking about leadership and management in that regards i'm coming from this leader is a good leader or it's they're having positive leadership you know there's also an opportunity you're going to chime in no no i'm gonna let you go and tell it there's an also an opportunity thank you hatch for bringing this to my attention (laughs) it was the biggest aha moment i ever had i couldn't believe i was so naive in my thoughts on this there are bad leaders. Sure. There are bad leaders, and they are in positions of power. And when they see an individual that's a pace setter, they get very, very defensive mm-hmm. because they are starting to realize now, man, how does this make me look? Right. And they get insecure. And they get, right. And that's, guess what? In, in some regards, that's professional maturity. Right. But – after with a conversation with an individual last night, specifically talking about professional maturity, I also realized that professional maturity is directly related and tied to emotional intelligence. Those very, very good people skills. If someone's not that emotionally connected or self-realization or the, the ability to do self-evaluation, their professional maturity may wane a little bit. I agree with that. And I think that's something that people should grab a hold of both from the leadership and from the boots on the ground, as far as, you know, the ones that are paving that way going, you know, the uh, pathfinders that there is a, that you're saying professional maturity that needs to take place does have to do with how you bring information in, how you're accepting, how you're bringing it in and how you're putting it out. So for example, in what you were discussing, if I'm paving a path, the first thing that I'm going to ask myself, am I choosing to do this or is this something that was you chosen as, for you me? as the pathfinder, me right, as right, the right. pathfinder. Start, stop right there. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and kind of delineate a little bit for this. So how about we say, if you were assigned by the department, you're a pace setter, you were told to go do this. And if you are doing this on your own, you're self-initiated, you're a pathfinder. You're beating the path for them. Mm. I, I didn't ask for your input. Oh, oh, so say that one more time. So what's the delineation is if you've been assigned by the department. Yeah, you're a pace setter. You're a pace setter, okay. And if you were doing it yourself, you're a pathfinder. What's the difference? I don't, I don't understand. Like that. You don't like that? I'm not sure. Can we all I agree with this? Can we raise your hand if you, like dis- if you want to disagree no, with I mean, that? I, I, I just, well, I, I don't know that there's a, a benefit to distinguishing those two. because Oh, I do. 100%. I think there's a benefit of what, understanding. Well, I mean, whether you're uh, designated to do it by the by the organization or whether you do it on your own, they both have a danger of getting too far out, not communicating well, 
Uh, I mean, the, the dangers are the same for both of those. Yeah. Yeah, I disagree. Right. You don't mm-hmm. think so? No. So if I if I um I have given you this job, like we want to go in this direction. So, so now you're a pace. Let's go with your now. You're a pace setter. Yeah. You could get so far off, and get so far off, and that when you eventually do come to me, I could be like, uh, "That's not going to work. That's not what we tested." Well, yeah, you that with. was bad communication between us then. Yeah, but. Well, but that's, but, but there be should be that intent. trust. There should be that trust because you've given me the assignment. So you've either seen something in me or some skills or whatever I have. So there should be that trust that I'm what I'm going to do. You you trust what I'm what I'm about to do. No, there should <laughs> I be. Think, I think you might be the right person for this. Is it possible I, that we went like? I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that we're only letting people that we're 100 percent sure. No, you're right. Do this. Why would we assign it to them then? Because, because we think somebody we has think potential. They are going to be the they person future. that's going to take us there. Bill, 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 bill. I'm disappointed. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to disappoint you then because <laughs> okay, okay. I, I feel this pretty confident. This could be one of those things where you're wrong and you love being wrong. I do. I'm, I'm waiting to hear where I'm wrong. Oh, well, let, let, let me enlighten you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me enlighten you. Bring it. <laughs> oh, no. I can't. I'm just I'm just seeing it totally different uh, If in, in my in the way that I would look at it, if I assign somebody something like that and I let them them go and, and hard charge, I'm pretty well saying that I have confidence in them and that I'm going to believe in them. I'm, I'm really not going to have too much reservation of following whatever they did because that's why I chose them in the first place. Have you ever assigned somebody to do something that they didn't, that they failed at? Yeah, of course. Well, then why did you assign them? Why did I say? Because I had confidence in them. And when they failed at it and they brought you back something that wasn't Everybody successful. Everybody fails. Nobody's perfect. They brought you back something that wasn't successful. You did it anyway? No, not necessarily. But, I mean, sometimes they don't even complete it. So. So you're saying every time that you do something, it's always successful? No, but you were saying we should trust these people 100%. Yeah, and because. Do it. Well, and you I, walked right into that one. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm not trying. It wasn't a trap. I mean. It, I, is, a I, it is a trap. It was a good one. It's a trap. I lost my train of thought when I was interrupted by Ashmore. You know what you were going to say? I forgot, man. He just taught me. It was going to be good. It was going to be good. So I'm going to get back to it now. I just wanted to do some different. So I'm going to go back to the self-initiated. So when I've self-initiated, I've done something that I'm blazing a path. I don't care if the administration is going to follow me or not. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for the people below me. I'm leading that path. I'm creating a path for others to follow. If they don't follow, that's their choice. I don't care. Okay. But that's just, look at the look at these getting me right now. No, no, no. I mean, but, but <laughs> who's he? Then, Shane, then, Shane's Shane. giving him the eye. Then you you sound like somebody who would not be ever be frustrated as a as a pathfinder. And I, I by my definition, yes. But if I self initiate it, I wouldn't get frustrated by it if they don't follow it. it and I, I would literally say happens to me all the time because I'm a more a, that's a rarity. Maybe, and, but I'm a more more of a collaborative person. I kind of get that I'm going to throw this out. Oh, <laughs> what a look, Pavel! Yeah, yeah, Pavel just gave me a really bad look. <laughs> yeah, disagreeing with that. He used a word <laughs> collaborative. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that one when you're done with your. I'm a confrontational collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Coining new firms. That's an interesting It was a little flat in the beginning. I had to liven it up. I'm throwing some stuff out <laughs> right, there. Right. 
Well, when when you're talking about being a pathfinder, and yep. I want us to stick with our pathfinder, I don't want to. Are you sure I, we're not going to use mine? No. Okay. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Since we trash his idea, I'm just going to go ahead and plug my mic. I, I just. <laughs> I love you though. <laughs> if you're a pathfinder, I think what, and I want to tag on what you're saying a little bit. You know. Who who does set the destination? Is the pathfinder setting all the destinations? No. no. Well, this is no. Leader leader not sets the destination. The, the, the point that I wanted to go back to is that that's why I did that. I love it. I appreciate that, Shane. This is your opportunity, Hatch, to jump in and totally cut me off one right more now. time. <laughs> Proceed, sir. <laughs> um, however you want to define it, but when somebody decides that they're going to pursue something, an idea, a venture hey, this is the unknown, whatever it may be, I would say the first thing that you need to determine, are you self-electing to do this for the greater good, for your own benefit, whatever it may be, this goes into some of that professional maturity, or have you been directed to do it? Because there is two different ones. I don't think that I would put either one of them in a category as being wrong or bad. So if I decide to self-elect, an example of this would be, I'm going to go and seek out this training that nobody else is really doing around here, but I've heard about it. It's phenomenal. It may even put me traveling out of state to go to pursue this. I'm taking this on myself for the greater good. I'm going to benefit because, cool, I'm better trained now. But I can't really use this unless I get my organization to buy into it because I can't do it by myself. I haven't been sent there. I'm doing this for the greater good. I go out. I bring it back. I'm going to present that now going, I just went to this training. This would greatly benefit our department. We can, whether you're bringing it to the company officer or you are the company officer, bring it to the chiefs, whatever the case may be. You are being a pathfinder. <clears throat> you are being a right pathfinder. Now, this is exactly what And we're you about. are a self-elected or self-pursuing something. So when that happens and it's met, with not the outcome you want. Hey, great job. We appreciate it. This goes back to what Shane is saying. Where, uh, Shane, repeat the quote from Colin Powell. Uh, careful to step on enthusiasm. Never step on enthusiasm. Never. I think that we should all have that written somewhere where it could be a constant reminder because that's where I think the conflict comes in. Somebody enthusiastically is pursuing something for the greater good of a department, uh, uh, a company, or whatever, then when they meet the leadership because they weren't set on this venture, all of a sudden they may be met with total opposition or not even a why. Hey, man, thank you for doing this. Great information. I appreciate your initiative. We'll look into it. And then it's, first of all, some people are lucky if they even get that information, but then it falls flat. Right. So piecing it together is if you're out doing it by yourself, then the leadership should at least have the professional cur- give the professional courtesy of going, look, we reviewed it and we are, or we're not, or some type of feedback. And I can also understand how difficult that may get when you go, we have a very big organization and there's things coming at us all the time well, and things so are going to fall between the cracks. That's a good point. Because there's organizations rarely have one pathfinder. Right, you correct. You so you're have. getting bombarded. But if if we were to take it out of the fire service and go into which a lot of uh, fire departments are doing this now, into the corporate world, and they they say we have an innovations team. 
All right, well, our fire department is the innovations team and they bring stuff to us. And one side of it, I've given it a name and a directive, which is be innovative, bring ideas outside of the box that can make our company the best. And the fire department, sometimes that's met with your previous conversation where it could be jealousy or a challenge or whatever the case may be. So to me, it seems like if you are self-electing to do it, the leadership has to have that professional maturity to deal with it. You have to have the professional maturity to deal with the fact that you elected to do this. They might not take your idea. That's correct. They might just say thank you, and that's the last you hear of it. And the same thing applies in reverse when an organization or leadership decides where I am going to send you down this path. The trust in there, I have difficulty with that. And I know uh, Hatch has thrown that a couple of times. I don't think it's because of a lack of trust. I think sometimes it's it, it's not trust. You're going to give anything and everything due diligence. That's what you should be doing. So it's not a lack of trust if I don't go with it, if if I disagree with it. I don't think it's a, it's a so, trust issue. Hatch, back to your... Uh, differentiation between where the organization says we need you to be a pathfinder and where you self-deputize yourself as a pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Let's put it in terms of the Lewis and Clark thing where we were talking. um, As they're exploring, they're going upriver. They would be on a larger river that then branches into two smaller rivers going upriver. Those rivers are feeding into the larger river. They would have to decide which one to take. And they would split the group and send expeditions up both rivers for 30 miles or something and come back and say, you know, here's where I think we ought to go. Now, the organization has said, I need you to go up this river. I need you, pointing to the other one, to go up this river. I trust both of you. You are the ones that need to do this. And when they come back, if both groups say, my river's the one to take, what then? This is the part where I speak. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Looking at you. Okay. Well, obviously, the, they know that they only can take one side, right? Theoretically, yes. What do you mean theoretically? There's two choices. The group has to choose one. Okay. You can only choose one. They both think they're right for whatever reason. Then the leader, I think that's... That's not a hard concept for people to understand that, that, that somebody's going to have to make a choice. And luckily, it's not their choice if they're wrong. You somebody's the, the going to le- be terrifically disappointed, though, right? One of them. Terrifically disappointed? Potentially. They both think they're right. They, they're, they, they've both done the work. They've both gone, you know, right. It'll very depend confident. on where they're at. The, the decision's going to be on maturity. somebody else. And just like you said, you know, they could be they could be right and they go on the right path. And they could be wrong and go on the wrong path or whatever. And you're right. Somebody's going to do the work and, and not be fulfilled. But you kind of go into that knowing that because you could only choose one of the two choices. Okay. Well, I guess I misunderstood the, what you were saying earlier because it, it sounded like the, the person that is designated a pathfinder by the organization, we should follow no matter what, because they have the expertise. So in a conversation we had, you had said that there was somebody in your organization who had done a lot of work and within and they were basically coming to get your approval and you hadn't caught up to where they were. And you're like, I Correct. think I'm going to be, so explain, that's more along the lines of what. Well, and in that instance, that person was a self, that was not a. Oh, okay. The organization did not tell this person to do it. They went out on their own. Okay. Uh, but they did spend a lot of time arriving at the answer 
to this problem. And when they brought it back to me, it felt like they were a little bit frustrated that I didn't just go, you're right, we should do this. And what, what I was trying to kind of explain to this person was, you spent a lot of time working through right. why this was the right thing. So if you had assigned it to do it, mm-hmm. would you have looked at it differently? Well, yeah, because if he had done that, he would have known what the problem was he was going after. In some cases, True. you I didn't know there was, know a problem. was a problem. Hmm. There, there's just, a <laughs> This person, and that's a good point. This person comes back and says, I don't need your help. Here's Sorry. a problem. <laughs> I think you see my finger pointing at you going, whoa, what there, Hatch? Hold it. Hold up on that. <laughs> this person did present a uh, an answer to a problem that we I didn't, didn't know, we, know existed. We right. had. And so there, and I do. I trust this person. <laughs> I really do trust this person. I'm sure they feel very it. Smart, oh, they do. Very smart. Very right, smart. Right, right. Very capable. But there still is that piece of me that wants to say, hold on a second. I need time to process this to get where you are. You spent two weeks figuring this out. Give me at least two days. I don't have to walk. I don't have to beat the, and to use that Pathfinder analogy, I don't have to cut the brush. I don't have to figure out where the obstacles are and all that stuff. You've done that. So I can get there a little quicker. But I still have to walk the path. I still have got to cover the ground. So allow me the time to cover the ground so that I can get to where and, and say, you know what? You're right. This is it. Instead, and that's why I don't like the, the trust being thrown into it. No, it's right. Because maturity. what happens is that that person is frustrated and, go, and he throws his hands. Like, you don't trust me. Yeah. We ain't got time yeah. for this. I, I trust every one of you, but Ooh, I do. But, but yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to blindly not give due diligence if i send you something go hey can you take a look at this for me and we have right and i get three completely different opinions and views on what i just sent you one's not gonna should not get their hurt feelings over the other one that i trust this one more or less i'm looking for something and that's just it that's why the word trust just kind of the same yeah it's just just came up with a better idea yeah, or it aligns. Why me? It aligns whatever may align with what I'm looking for. So when you send that person out and they come back, uh, if the, you know, if it comes up where it's like they did all the work, they did all this, I'm coming back. Now let me say something for that person because I've been in this position, and I will say this: depending on how they do it, I like to bring things to as close to completion as possible before I bring them forward, because I know it's just going to be followed with the question. I'm going to come and say, Hey chief, I think we should do this. All right. Give me some information on that. No, I'm going to look at it and go, what is the first obstacle I'm going to meet more information, more data. Give me some support on this, whatever it is. So I try to bring a package deal up. I'm I already know that my investment could quite possibly be a sunk investment a great example of that would be, well, I'm, let me not even use this example because everybody could put it out in different ways, but I'm going to bring something to the table that it's not complete, but it has enough for you to formulate a decision on, not to go, all right, go do this and then come back and go do that and come back. But I'm also recognizing the fact that it may fall flat. I may bring it forward. And it's going to be like, yeah, we're not doing that. I got to be prepared to go, right. all right, well, I, I put my time into it. I, I don't feel it as a loss. I'm, lear- I, I'm sure I learned something, but I don't ever 
I don't think it's an opportunity for me to think, oh, well, they just don't trust me as much as it is. Maybe I didn't articulate it well enough. How can I sell it differently? You know, that type of thing. So I, I want to tell a quick story and we might end up cutting it out if it's not worthwhile. When I was a captain, and this is back in 2006, uh, after Black uh, Sunday happened in New York, uh, they developed the Petzl XO, you know. Bailout system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was doing a lot of reading on it, and there were bailout kits, and, and then there was only one system, and the, the XO was the system. And I did all this research, and I bought kits, and I got, at the time, the nearest company that would, uh, that would sell you a Petzl XO was in Nashville, I think. It was in Tennessee. And I got them to send me one, and I said, look, can you just send it to me? I, I want to look at it and test it. And they were nice, and they sent it. And um, we did tests on it. I bailed out five something times per kit, per system, out of a window, you know, on a belay. We did, I, I quantified all of this stuff, prepared a report, and no one had, no one told me to do any of it, any of this. I was doing it all on my own. Prepared this report, and I gave it to my battalion chief. Battalion chief says, I want, you to, I want you to present. Right. I mean, that's what I was doing. And I want, I want you to present. And I didn't know who I was presenting to, and I come to a meeting to present. And the fire chief ends up in the room with a bunch of deputies and other people. So we're going to stop right there. We'll pick up where we're leaving off. So be sure to catch our next episode for our Pathfinder discussion, part three. Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.